0: Everyone and welcome to the Filene Fill-in. I'm Holly Fearing with Filene. The Filene Fill-in is the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, you know that we often bring our research fellows on so that you have a chance to hear directly from them, get to know a little more about the work they are doing, and learn about the focus of the research centers they lead. Since the beginning of 2020. Feileen has been transitioning from our first round of research centers into their next evolution as we continually seek to provide valuable resources in response to market needs today, while also taking a market-leading approach to bring credit unions what they will need tomorrow to remain successful long into the future. In March, we officially launched our sixth and final research center of excellence on credit union innovation and incubation. This center studies current trends for how credit unions can respond to members' desire for greater financial service innovations that meet their evolving needs and preferences. It also explores the general state of innovation across the credit union system. This is important because one in five credit union members report that they would be willing to leave their credit union for a bank if innovation was not a priority. Now is not the time to hold on to a rigid system that doesn't lend itself to innovation. Now is the time to double down on the idea of making progress by replacing the best there is with something still better. To help credit unions succeed in building cultures, processes, and systems for innovation, Filene has enlisted Dr. Jeffrey Robinson, Associate Professor of Management and Entrepreneurship and Academic Director of the Center for Urban Entrepreneurship and Economic Development at Rutgers Business School to lead this center. Dr. Robinson is a passionate advocate for social entrepreneurship, inclusive innovation, and economic development. He has spent more than 20 years researching innovation and entrepreneurship, and during that time has consulted with more than 2,000 startups and numerous corporations seeking a competitive edge. I'm excited to welcome Dr. Robinson on the show today. Also joining in our discussion and making his first appearance on the podcast is Filene's Senior Director of Incubation, Joshua Sledge. Together, Josh and Jeffrey are a tremendous resource for credit unions seeking ways to build their innovation muscles, as well as to give guidance to leading innovative credit unions on what's on the horizon from their perspective. So let's get to it. Right. Well, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Jeffrey Robinson, and congratulations on being Filene's newest research fellow with us.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
0: and also welcome to the podcast, Josh, a new Filener. So this is your first time being on Filene's podcast. I'm really excited to have both of you on.
2: It's terrific. Thanks, Ali.
0: So let's jump right in, Jeffrey, uh, as everyone who's been paying attention to our work on the center knows that you are working with Filene to lead our Center on Innovation and Incubation. This center is ultimately aimed to support and grow the credit union system's innovation capabilities and capacities. So I wanted to start with a simple question, but I think it's important to define what is innovation? And more specifically, what is financial innovation?
1: Well, that's a good place to start now, isn't it? <laughs> yep. I think if you want to define innovation, best way to define it is new ways of doing things, hopefully uh, it, it improved ways of doing things from the way that you were doing it before. Um, if you look back in the sort of the economic history, uh, you uh, literature, you would find that a lot of this was being talked about. Back in, you know, even the 1930s, uh, you know, I I referred to him as Old Man Schumpeter, one of the legendary uh, economists, um, was talking about different types of innovation uh, that was keeping the economy moving forward. He talked about, um, you know, businesses that were creating new products or new methods of production, um, opening up new markets, um, new sources of raw materials or new methods of organizing uh, your firm or your industry that those were the core sort of set of of innovations. And so since then we've certainly matured and you know taken um, that those concepts and ideas much uh, further. But it all comes back to doing things in 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 new and different ways. When we talk about it in terms of business, it's really uh, about how we meet our economic and our and our social goals. And for credit unions in particular. Um, in the financial industry more, um, you know, cast broadly, um, we're talking about how do you serve your members in the best way um, and hopefully in, in better ways than they have been before. Financial needs, uh, the how you can meet what the consumers are looking for, um, and then actually increasing their financial health. I mean, those are all areas where innovation is taking place right now um, in financial services industry. Um, And and all of that would be considered financial innovation.
0: And why is this so important for people or businesses to even seek innovation?
1: Well, it's important because that's partly part of the reason that uh, you uh, you get new members. Uh, Sometimes it's what attracts people to your credit union. Um, because they see that you're you're competitive with the uh, you know the, the the big banks out there or um, your services are are on par or in in many cases better than others and so those you know innovations those 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 little things that you do and they're not always about technology we'll, we'll talk about that I'm sure but the, those little things that make uh, improvements um, help you know, help you to provide those services better so um, from a big picture perspective, credit unions, just like any other business or any other industry, needs to maintain uh, you know some level of innovation to be competitive, uh, to improve things, and be in, There are lots of things that that go into uh, sort of causing innovation to happen. You know, sometimes you sometimes you're leading it, and sometimes you are uh, reacting to things that are happening. And when society changes and then the economy changes and other things change, um, the it's the innovators that succeed in the in the long run. Of course, we want credit unions to be successful.
0: This has been a very interesting year for innovation, I'm sure. So, can you share some examples of what types of financial innovation you're seeing evolve today?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. This this has been one of those years, people would say, right? well certainly there is everything related to uh you know information and communication technologies uh and and you know, broadly we call this whole area of financial technology or fintech uh, it's it's a big piece uh, we could do so much more with our phones than you know than we could have done you know years ago uh without uh, appearing in a branch or going to um you know to a place where these financial services are, are happening. You can do all this now, you know, through your phone. And so there, there's a whole host of, of innovations that go along with being able to do things that you, you used to have to do by telephone or in person. You can do all those things now um, via an app or uh, by your phone um, in some way. So that's, you know, that's, that's big. And uh, there are lots of credit unions who are doing things in those space trying to improve services for for their members. Uh, But it's also being able to provide services to people we haven't served before. I mean, that's innovation as well. Or doing it in places where um, people haven't been served before. So there's the geographical. Don't forget that. Even old man Schumpeter said that. He said opening up new markets. It's uh, where are we doing it? Uh, In some cases, and I, I know some recent case studies in this regard uh, you know the, the the big banks are pulling out of rural areas or in, in certain parts of metropolitan areas. And guess who is who's come, able to go in and open up new branches and provide services? Then again, that's innovation as well, uh, taking things that you know have worked other places and and bringing them into a new market. And and then of course there's uh, what I'll call the gaps and the fault lines that are in our economy. Uh, how do we um, make bridges over these gaps or bridges uh, across these fault lines, um, whether it is people who are undocumented or people who are, are generally unbanked? Those are um, innovations that uh, are taking place in credit unions around the country, um, and that really speaks to you know, the social aspects of the, of the mission and the, and the cooperative uh, movement.
0: And Josh, I wanted to get a little bit on Filene's point of view around the topic of innovation and incubation. Can you share why this was such an important research topic for Filene, so much so that we put it into our portfolio of research centers?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it really keys off some of the things that Jeff was was mentioning earlier about uh, innovation really being key to credit unions' abilities to uh, continue to, to to thrive, to exist, to grow, and to serve their communities well. You know, when you look at the landscape overall, you see just so many things changing as it relates to uh, our financial services and, and really the role of of finance in our economy. Obviously, the pandemic has really made a, a big impact on institutions, on individuals, uh, on the way that we conduct our financial transactions. Uh, you see a lot more of the fintech players, Jeffrey mentioned, coming into the space with different types of products and services, uh, and you just see different uh, uh, ways of working and living that are, are really starting to uh, uh, come about. And. Between all of that, there's really a question around, you know, what is the role of, of credit unions and how do they continue to uh, continue to thrive? How do they continue to provide uh, their communities with these uh, institutions for, for cooperative finance that can can help them improve their financial health? But well, we have to figure out how to innovate. How do we respond um, both to the the trends that we're seeing now, some of these trends around <clears throat> digitization and other things that Jeffrey mentioned? You know, uh, what are those um, uh, strategies and tools that are coming about that represent? Opportunities for credit unions. Which ones represent risks or, or challenges? Uh, and at the same time, uh, you know, how do we look at some of the uh, connections with uh, social? Um, uh, um, uh, or think about credit unions as a piece of a broader ecosystem, and think about where the opportunities might be to uh, to work with them. I think you know figuring that out is going to be key in the short term, but in the long term, it's really about just building that muscle for innovation. Uh, how do we build the cultures, the processes, uh, the, the the systems that we need as, as as credit unions to adapt to these circumstances and make sure that we're able to provide our, our you know members with the best experience and, and, and make sure that, you know, we're continuing to uh, um, uh, prosper as, as institutions.
0: Yeah, this is really exciting. I know that this topic is going to be a lot of fun to work on and to research. And it's really important that we have the right person leading us in this work. So really excited just to get to know Jeffrey a little bit more. So Jeffrey, can you tell us just about what this means to you to be leading this center of excellence for Filene and talk to us about your background area of study and, and kind of what led you to Filene. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, so this is one of those, one of those areas that's sort of near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, and I, I know I've, I've said this to a few folks already, but my, you know, my own personal history is related to, uh, credit unions. My my first car loan came from a from a credit union, um, from an employee based uh, credit union at, at Merck and Company when I was a employee there, and it 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 really shocked me how different it was from the you know traditional banking experience, what they uh, were able to do, uh, how they operated. Uh, and you know, that stuck with me from an early age. That was my, my first real job out of, uh, out of college. So, um, it really stuck with me and I've been a member of a credit union pretty much ever since. So, uh, to me, it's exciting to actually give, be able to give back a bit and to, uh, sort of contribute to, uh, the six successes. At least that's my goal is to contribute to the success of credit unions, um, and and I think I'm the the right person to do it. My specialty, after um, uh, working as an engineer for a number of years, I went back to school um, and I studied uh, at Columbia Business School. I studied uh, entrepreneurship and management. And in particular, um, I had a, a look at economic development in in urban areas. And yes, there again, were credit unions. Um, credit unions were part of the the space and the landscape. And some of some of the uh, folks who are listening to this podcast will probably know how the uh, credit union um, movement and the community development corporation movements have have, um, have merged and been parallel to one another over the years, but all of these kinds of things related to some urban churches that I knew of in New York and, and certainly in other areas, you know, th- these kinds of economic empowerment initiatives have always been fascinating to me. So, uh, make a long story short, um, my academic interest is certainly in entrepreneurship and innovation um, with a particular um, angle looking at economic development and how we uh, keep uh, America competitive, um, but also keep uh, America being a place of opportunity. And uh, for the last 20 or so years, I've been teaching people how to be entrepreneurs and how to leverage innovation. So uh, even my consulting has, work has been in the same space. So I, I think all of those things bring me to a, a, a nice combination of of um, of yeah what we call academic research and uh, practical application that <laughs> I think is really, really valuable. it's It's much of what I see has already been done uh, at at Filene Research Institute, and I, I, that's what attracted me to it. it's It's not just thinking about uh, you know, these kinds of things, but also being engaged in in doing it and and helping credit unions to facilitate uh, some of the solutions that come out of the the research. That to me is a, is a home run um, that puts everything in perspective.
0: The other side of this equation, Filene does a lot of vetting and, and really a robust search for the fellow to lead our centers. This is such an important role. So Josh, can you tell us a little bit more about maybe a chance to just brag on Jeffrey? Talk about why Jeffrey was the right fit for this role for us.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and, and and a real win for for filing. We had we had a great slate of, of candidates that that expressed interest in in working with us as uh, on this um, uh, center of, of excellence. But Jeffrey really stood out from from the pack in a, in a number of ways. Uh, one is just the the, the depth of experience. As, as he mentioned. He's really been at this. Uh, for for a while, in terms of working with entrepreneurs, working with companies, working with business leaders, um, to both teach innovation as well as to participate in it and get that practical experience, and in a number of different contexts as well, uh, we also love and you know Jeffrey's mentioned this before, but you know that experience as well as his uh, perspective, I think, really aligns with ours as it comes to thinking about innovation as being broader than technology and thinking about the different ways. Uh, that institutions can can innovate. Uh, I think you know that that broad approach is something we're uh, really interested in. Knowing that. Uh, with credit unions, there are just so many opportunities that are in front of them. You know, We want to be able to figure out uh, quickly which ones really hold the most promise, but make sure we're casting a, a wide net. And I think Jeffrey's approach to thinking about innovation uh, really aligns with ours in, in that regard. Uh, and then lastly, I think Jeffrey's work uh, teaching executives uh, on, on the process of innovation was also something that we thought was was really key and going to be a real asset to uh, his role as a, a fellow here, given the work that we do and the, the tight ties we try to create between our research fellows. Uh, and the members of the Filene uh, members. So, you know, really bringing together those credit union leaders with Jeffrey, um, where we can kind of have that back and forth and think about how we can work together and uh, get smarter about how we innovate.
0: Jeffrey, I know you've already been speaking with a number of Filene's credit union executives that are engaged with us in a number of ways about innovation. And you recently gave a great presentation around just the essentials of innovation and, and the ways to be successful in your innovative methodologies. Can you tell us a little bit more about the essentials of innovation?
1: Sure. Innovations is really applied creativity. And when you, you, know, you use, you think about being creative and you know people sometimes talk about it as thinking out the box and other things like that. Um, it's 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 nice to have these ideas, but making those ideas or turning those ideas into business practices and um, and and different products and services and approaches uh, that work—that's that's really where innovation is, um, and, and being someone who is innovative is is really important. So to me, you know, I think about credit unions just like any other organization or institution you can get set in your ways. Um, so so what you wanna do is is realize that rigid systems don't lend themselves to innovation. Um, because why, you know, you think about it, it's the way you did it yesterday, it's the way you think you're gonna do it tomorrow, so you just, there's no reason to change. Um, but if we always do things uh, the way we've done it, then we'll, we'll you know, what happens next? Well. Um, things change around you and you're not ready for those changes or uh, other people change other organizations change and people gravitate towards them because they have something that um, is useful and 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 helpful and so some of the some of the things to think about uh, or essential things to think about when you think about innovation is whether you want to be proactive about it or whether you want to be reactive about it so let me let me just list off three things. So the the first one is if you're going to be proactive, then that also means you got to be deliberate about innovation. Uh, that means you got to build a team that's creative or or has innovative people on it, and that that team has to use use an approach that allows them to um, be creative. Um, you know, they have a a process that they they may be using. It's uh, about design thinking. is one of the ways that people um, and organizations will take as an approach uh, to uh, innovation. And and what's the end product of that is the the idea of of getting out of the box. So one thing is you got to be deliberate about it. If you want to be proactive about it, then you know you you gotta you gotta actually invest in it. You gotta uh, invest. And not only the people doing it, but once they come up with something, often it means you got to try some things out. Uh, and it's a little bit of experimentation. You've got to scan the environment, you know, adapt the things that you see out there to uh, your own uh, situation. Maybe you, you can test it out with, an, with a pilot or an experiment, like we like to call them. Um, and then if it works, then you make the pivot. If it doesn't work, well, maybe you go back to the drawing board. And that process is, um, is, is being proactive often uh, about this, trying to get ahead of the trends as opposed to being reactive. Um, and, and it often involves co-creation is a term we like to use, uh, where you are, uh, are bringing different groups of people or stakeholders together and uh, trying to think about what solutions will work uh, to make things better for the beneficiaries. So you know those are that's two. Let me give you a third one. The third one is often um, you are reactive, <laughs> and that's not the best position to be in, but sometimes it happens. Um, just like this past year, nobody predicted these uh, this this COVID-19 uh, period of time. So now you have to. Uh, adapt. You have to react to what's what's happening in the environment, whether they are economic changes or technology changes or or maybe the members or the customers in this case, the members, they are are demanding something else or looking for other services or require. And innovation comes into play there um, because now you are you're rapidly trying to adapt and change to what's happening out there. So yeah, you know, that's just a few few things to think about. Um, but all in all of those cases, I just said, uh, you know, we're, we're really thinking about how to break out of the, the the molds that we that we often and the routines that we often establish um, in in uh, high performing organizations, and really start to think about what the next thing might be.
0: This research center, it, it's not just only about innovation, but we also have a side of it all about incubation. Josh, can you tell us about what we mean when we say incubation in this context? And why was it important for Filene to include both of those concepts in this research center?
2: Yeah, that's no, a great question, Holly. Uh, and, you know, when we think about innovation, you know, Jeffrey mentioned earlier, it's really oftentimes about how we're changing the way that we do things based on, you know, either new opportunities or or in response to something that we're seeing happening uh, in, in the broader ecosystem. Uh, you know, when I think about incubation, I think about, you know, if you think about an incubator, it's really about, you know, you put eggs in and it's bringing chickens to, to life. So for me, incubation is really about uh, creating those new solutions and especially in the early stage, giving them a place to grow. Uh, so for instance, this could be about, you know, if we identify a, a need uh, or an area where there is um, some opportunity for credit unions um, or a new tech uh, solution that could potentially, you know, play a big role. You know, you could innovate. You could tweak what you're doing within an individual institution, or we have an opportunity to actually start to cultivate some solutions, build them, test them, uh, and see if we can get them to a stage that might have application, you know, within a particular uh, institution or have some broader application to the credit union system. This is where you see a lot of CUSOs have kind of come through this process previously and really grown to provide a lot of value and, and become really key cogs um, in, the, uh, in the credit union system. So you know, this, I think, is, is also the piece that relates to Filings Incubator, um, our program where we have the capability to, to run pilots in partnership with some of our, uh, the credit unions in our membership to actually you know, get some solutions or new ideas to the table, and you know, build some prototypes, get them out and, into the, the the real world, and see what happens. Um, you know that that piece of the puzzle is something we wanted to make sure we included. Uh, so as we we think about ways that we can adapt, we can also think about ways we can build something new.
0: Jeffrey, you've stated when we first brought you on that you are excited about doing research in in this function because you want to study, you know, specifically in the credit union business model, what aspects of the model are changing, how they're changing, who's changing them, and what kinds of innovations are coming out because of those changes. And in light of the recent year, this whole pandemic, I'm curious to know from your perspective how the pandemic has influenced this change and and the concept of innovation and, and initial ideas around what's changing, who's changing them. What are your reactions to that?
1: yeah there's a there's a lot to that. the The big thing to think about is the, the pandemic has made innovation even more important. Uh, when when things really shut down here in the US, uh, you know back in uh, March of, of 2020, you know, nobody nobody was was uh, prepared for that. So then it was, well, how do we do this? How you know, How can we maintain the same operations? Should we? You know? How do we? Um, how do we um, get things done when people can't come to the branch? Uh, and while there had been, may have been some, some dabbling in, in that before, it really precipitated a whole lot more. I I, I can't um, remember um a a busier time when i was uh, using all these e- e-sign electronically signed documents <laughs> over a period of time I, that that technology existed it's been there've been apps and and all kinds of uh you know uh, services out there that would, would do this kind of stuff but you know we weren't we weren't using them and now we are, and I'm you know, particularly talking about a credit union. I, I know I applied for a you know, home equity line of credit during that period of time. I know a lot of folks did um, all kinds of home improvements, just like we did during this period. And in, in doing that, I, we didn't have to do much going into the branch because we, we could do these things electronically, uh, not only the application process, but then, of course, you know, signing off on the, the final documents. And that um, is just one example. So every business, every industry had to figure things out. Credit unions were not immune to that. So there was more of a need for, for innovation. And then we've, we've changed the way that we've interacted. We changed the way that we, uh, what our expectations are and how we use video conferences. Um, you know, what, what, what we would like to have in terms of services and service delivery. So all of those things are, uh, are part of the, are, of the picture. And so, for me, as a researcher, that's fascinating. We've had this this um, this economic and societal shock. So what was happening before? What's happening during? What will happen afterwards? Um, in terms of innovation? That's a a question that nobody knows the answer to, because we haven't we haven't really asked it. and we're now we have a chance to actually look at it and and better understand. Um, what people are thinking about and how they react um, in, in some very peculiar situations. Um, I'm, I'm curious who does uh, this kind of uh, innovation in the credit union industry. I want to know, um, you know, what's their motivation for doing it? Uh, you know, what was their timeline? You know, what are the, what, what are the outcomes? Um, so these changes can't, can't uh, you know, are these changes for forever or are these, were these temporary changes? Will these things last? I mean, there's so many unanswered questions, and as a as a researcher, as somebody who who talks about this stuff, thinks about this stuff, um, getting some real uh, data, um, you know, talking to real people who were making these decisions in real time. I mean, it, it'll be interesting and fascinating to hear what they have to say. And then uh, to communicate that back out to the industry um, or to, to my students or other people's students. I mean, I'd love to make some case studies out of some of these things because um, this is leadership uh, and um, business leadership you know, under duress. What do you do and how do you do it? Uh, I don't know that there'll be other pandemics coming forward, but there's always some shock economic or social uh, or societal shocks. And it's the understanding how we how we as um as business leaders function under those times uh, again, is another fascinating research topic
0: you bring up a really good point and a case for innovation. I bet the credit unions that we're already pretty far down the road in creating solutions for their services to be conducted digitally without needing to physically be pre- present, for example, for signing documents. I'm sure those organizations were so glad that they had already invested in that kind of technology, that kind of thinking, and it set them you know, ahead when the pandemic hit and you couldn't have predicted it, but in a way you, you can prepare by imagining if what the future might hold. Josh, I'm also curious from your perspective around the idea of testing and incubating because of what's all changed over the last year from the pandemic. Are you seeing anything different in what credit unions are wanting to explore or test or look for solutions to?
2: Yeah, it's a great question, Hal. I mean, I think what we've seen is the the the, the number of questions has multiplied, right? Uh, there, there are just so many things going on um, at the same time with credit unions trying to respond to the the pandemic, both in terms of how they serve their members, but also uh, their employees and staff, and how they're managing their their branches and buildings, and making sure they're taking care of uh, of, of all the different stakeholders that they're they're working with. You know, there's this digital transformation happening at the same time. Um, You know, before the pandemic, we were seeing uh, a lot of attention being paid to, you know, the uh, the, the emerging gig economy and changes in the way people are working. Um, A lot of attention being called to economic inequality and a lot of uh, struggles we were seeing with income volatility and and, and other issues that were particularly affecting low-income and underserved communities. So, you know, you've got all of these questions in front of you right now in ways that I think makes... Uh, incubation and innovation, like Jeffrey said, so much more important. And in particular, as we think about it at Filene, uh, what we hope to be able to do uh, is to be able to help um, na- help our all of the members navigate those different opportunities, different pathways together so that they don't have to do it each on their own, right? If we're gonna make some mistakes, um, we can use the incubator to to do that. Let's run some pilots and tests. And if we learn that it didn't work, hopefully we can uh, avoid others um, go from going down a path that may not bear uh, a lot of fruit and, and vice versa, really uh, direct their energy and time and attention to the things that really have the highest level of potential. So, you know, I think that, that this idea of how to- how do we innovate? How do we incubate? There's just so many different questions uh, that are on the table. And each one of those really serves as the basis for um, testing some new things and, and, and trying some different approaches and really uh, thinking about how to innovate. Um, so, you know, I think at this moment, you know, that we're, we're excited to, to dig in, but we know that the, the stakes are, are, are pretty high and a lot of our uh, credit unions are, are, are looking for that type of guidance and opportunity for so that they can make the, the, the best bets with the, the time and resources they have.
0: Jeffrey, can you tell us a little bit about what some of those early projects that you're about to start working on, or what you're most excited about getting to work on?
1: Sure. There's uh, there are several things we're gonna we're gonna launch uh, in the next six months. Uh, I, I'm really excited just to get a sort of lay of the land. What what have uh, credit unions done um, that has been innovative over these? You know, this this last year and even the year preceding that, uh, because that becomes a, a baseline, and we will be able to see how things change. And we, you know, we have some some evidence that uh, innovation is up. B- but of course, you, you say innovation. He's like, oh, well, what do we mean by innovation? Um, you know, one of the things that I've been using uh, with uh, our with executives at different companies when we talk about innovation is a is a, a framework that's called the, the 10 types of innovation. It, it comes from the um, consultancy called uh, Doblin. And the folks at Doblin have a, a really nice um, you know, research paper and a book uh, about this. And it's, it's evidence that there are so many different ways in which a, uh, a company or an industry can be innovative in terms of how they I- approach the experience how they, what kinds of products and services they offer or how they configure things internally that have some implications for how, how they, how they work externally. And I'd love to see how the credit union uh, industry really, um, you know, looks when it comes, when compared to other industries, each industry would have, has its own profile. And I don't think anybody's ever done that while I'm looking at credit unions. Uh, so, so that you know is an exciting one because you know we can do a, a survey and and start to get to some answers. We can also see how things uh, change over time. Um, I I think I mentioned case studies before. Uh, there's certainly some great case studies out there that would be useful for the industry, useful for the movement of credit unions to 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 understand and to see. Um, but I, I I teach classes on. Um, social innovation and entrepreneurship, and uh, I'd love to be able to bring some of this into the into the classroom. And I, I also think uh, one of the other things we've talked about is that we we know there are some some real stars out there uh, who have been uh, very good or very effective at leading innovation, and love to to interview some of them and and bring their their experiences and um, their knowledge. Uh, back to uh, all the uh, the members of, uh, of the Filene Research Institute, and and anyone else who's who's willing to listen.
0: <laughs> Josh, what is Filene's ultimate goal with this research center, and the impact that we hope to see it have on the credit union industry?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I think the impact is is, uh, is twofold. One is is making sure that we are are informing and and, and digging into the the questions that really matter to uh, credit unions the most when it comes to setting their innovation agenda, right? We we want to uh, do the research to understand some of the again current trends that are really. Uh, driving the conversation, or, or or really might serve as some options that that our members are thinking about, and uh, be able to kind of you know lay the the landscape out in front of them, show them where there may be some opportunities, and and kind of give them that intel. Uh, but also, we want to use this as an opportunity to again innovate together, bringing together our members to make sure that as we uh, go through this process collectively, and we we think through and and share our our learnings and and uh, um, even our mistakes. I think this is a chance for us to make sure we're getting further faster by by working together. We really want the center uh, to serve as a hub, right? Uh, by uh, by by bringing together those uh, those people and, and, and institutions to who are really leading innovation strategies. To not only, again, look at those innovation areas, but also think about how we innovate and how we build those uh, environments and cultures that, that really allow credit unions to be adaptable and flexible. At the end of the day, we really hope to see the our members and, and others that are engaging with the research um, really Im- increase their their uh, innovation competency, their innovation um, expertise, and, and and have that ultimately reflect in better products and services that help credit unions and their communities grow and thrive.
0: Unsurprisingly, I'm a huge fan of credit unions, much like everyone else at Filene. Jeffrey, you you mentioned that cooperative finance is more than just a business model to you, that that it's a movement and that you like to be involved in movements that matter. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on, on why it is that you believe that credit unions are a movement that matters?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you, you know, I when I think about the cooperative finance uh, movement and um, and credit unions, you know, it it, it just reminds me that uh, that we have a, a different way of doing business, and uh, that that really starts to think about uh, more than just the financial bottom line. It's you know a double bottom line. Um, it's this dual mission that you, you're not just thinking about. Um, financial or economic returns, but you're also thinking about the communities that you serve, uh, the members um, thinking about how to uh, increase their, their well-being. So one of the biggest uh, challenges of the 21st century is is uh, economic inclusion. And I think the cooperative finance movement matters because it has some answers to the question, uh, how do we um, address economic inclusion? How do we include more people um, in the economy um, when, you know, in, in the current uh, way things are set up, is, there's lots of reasons why people kind of drop out of the formal economy or don't, aren't able to, to be able to, um, to use the, uh, the tools of the economy uh, to help themselves and their family. So, how, you know, what do we do? How do we do that? Well, I, I think the cooperative cooperative finance movement has some answers to that. Um, for example, credit unions don't charge people exorbitant fees uh, to use their own money, <laughs> or or when they or or when they when they make a mistake, that uh, you know they they charge them uh, all these these amounts of money. Uh, that's um, one of the solutions. I mean, cooper- uh, you know, when I think about credit unions. Um, credit unions figure out ways to increase the financial health of, of households and, and communities. They, you know, they think about how to in, invest in those communities. Um, and, and that, you know, that matters. That, that matters. That matters to the businesses. That matters to the, uh, to the individuals and their children. Um, and again, overall to the community. Um, credit unions help people get access to capital. Um, whether it's for home loans or car loans, like I had, or for other kinds of loans, um, you know that that lets them get to work or buy a house or build a business. Um, that's the kind of thing we're we're talking about. That lets people drop down roots in communities and build neighborhoods. So that, to me, you know, those are the kinds of things that matter. Um, it's it's not about just exploiting or extracting money out of communities. It's how can we um, invest. Uh, how can we include uh, and and that matters that matters to me and and I'm sure for credit unions that matters but I think it needs to become a uh, something that, Uh, other people realize matters as well.
0: A lot of times we speak about our research appealing to both the head and the heart and the credit union movement is certainly one that is overflowing with the aspects that speak to our heart and it's easy to see why that matters. I'm curious though if, if you have experience with innovation or entrepreneurship in other industries that you think credit unions can learn from that you've worked with
1: oh yeah we and I've done some work looking at you know tech ventures that have that are in or around silicon valley and i've I've looked at um, you know, the companies that um, are doing international business but they're based out of the United States I mean there's lots of You know, lots of different groups I've I've studied over the years, and work with a lot of entrepreneurs. And when it comes to innovation, I mean, I'll I'll say, repeat myself from some things I said on a on a think tank uh, meeting we had a few weeks ago. You got to be intentional. Uh, It doesn't happen. Innovation doesn't happen uh, by by accident. You know, at least not with not with big established uh, companies, especially you know, if your credit union is you know, 20, 30 years old, you're like, oh, What? why don't we do new stuff? We've been successful for, for all these years. Well, there's some good reasons why you need to always think about improving uh, business processes, improving things for your members. But it doesn't happen by accident. It happens intentionally. So that's number one. You got to be intentional about it. Uh, secondly, you you can't think that innovation is only about technology. And I love tech. I love tech as much as the next person. I've got you know I've got the the um, you know the smartphones and smartwatches and all these things that are out there, just like anybody else. So I'm not anti-technology, but I also realize that technology is is a tool, and you, you got to have you don't just do technology for technology's sake. You got to think about. Uh, these different types of innovation. There are plenty of companies who've realized that the customer experience is really important, and it might have a technology aspect to it, but it also might be how you figure out ways to uh, engage your members and uh, and do a phone call or uh, engage them via email. That you think about how to deliver the services in different ways or um, or 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 think about how uh, your customers value um, you know these these other dimensions, like uh, social uh, aspects. Um, there are a lot of conscious consumers out there. And there are, frankly, you know there are other financial institutions out there who are uh, presenting themselves as, Uh, as very eco-conscious or society-conscious type of financial institutions. And the reality is the originators of all of that were credit unions. So that, you know, what's old is new again, maybe, right? You got to think about how you're presenting that to your um, members as an example of other ways beyond technology um, that innovation is, is important. Um, you know that said uh, the research that's been done on this is my third point and the research that's been done on, on this by um, by doblin and and, and others uh, sh- shows that it's not just innovating on one dimension that makes sense but the the best innovations seem to be combinations combinations of types so it's not just about the, the customer experience is also about how you're configuring things internally. And the combination makes for something that um, is, is really uh, effective um, or, or advantageous. And that, you know, it's those kinds of lessons that we can learn from other uh, industries that uh, credit unions can learn about um, and and adapt to their own circumstances. And I really look forward to to doing some of that work and facilitating it and exposing it to folks and giving it to them in in different forms and formats.
0: Yeah, and I'm excited that we are going to have an event coming up uh, late this summer focused on cultivating innovation um, that's going to be combining our Center of Innovation and Incubation together with our Research Center on Emerging Technology. So, Josh, can you talk a little bit about why somebody might want to tune in for that event and and maybe how else they can get involved in our innovation and incubation uh, research and ideas in the meantime?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that event as well. I mean, I think this is uh, this is almost kind of a preview for for what we're we're going to be talking about and digging in deeper in in August with uh, with both Jeffrey as well as Dr. Bill Maurer, who, who leads the Center for Emerging Technology. Uh, a good opportunity for us to look at that innovation landscape and a lot of these types of uh, um, emerging products in the financial services space, as well as uh, what we're seeing more broadly. I think we'll get a chance to look at that, but then also uh, work together and hear from a lot of the members and attendees at credit unions Particularly to learn about how they're instituting innovation and incubation within their own uh, their own institutions. I'm I'm really fascinated to learn more about how uh, credit unions, many of which thought may not have thought of themselves as innovators, found themselves being able to uh, to to react quickly and adapt. Um, when the the call uh, the calls called for it, right? Um, in, in the moment of the pandemic, so you know the, the, this uh, upcoming event will really be a chance for us to to dive deeper into some of these areas we've been talking about here, where we see some potential, where there's some big questions that need to be answered, uh, and really re really, you know uh, turn to some of our experts as well as um, leaders in the, the credit union space to uh, hear about what's on the uh, on the horizon, and, and again do some of that innovation together.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, we'll put the information on that event in the show notes for this episode. So we just have a couple of minutes left and I would love to use that time to get to know Jeffrey a little bit more. So... Um, we ask all of our fellows some personal questions at the end of these podcasts. Jeffrey, can you tell us just a little bit more about other professional or research pursuits that that you find most interesting in, in your work that's maybe tangential to innovation or, or just not even related at all?
1: Oh, yeah, I do some other things. <laughs> uh, I mean, some of the some of the uh, research that I've done and uh, and I'm doing, uh, you know, relates to social entrepreneurship. So these are those those great and interesting people who are trying to solve social problems, but use use entrepreneurship as their means to do it. Um, and that's uh, that's taken me um, you know around the world to really talking about that because i've I've looked at it and explored it um, in uh, Russia, um, in South Africa, um, all across china, and um, and and also, I've looked at it here in the United States. And so that's that's one of the, the big areas that I do some things in. And then the other one is uh, is specifically around innovation and entrepreneurship um, and the diversity in that space, or in this case, the lack of diversity in the in space uh, for technology entrepreneurship. Um, so I've done some work. I'm doing some work right now with National Science Foundation, um, trying to better understand how they can uh, diversify and, and be more inclusive in spaces around the, what we call STEM innovation—science, technology, engineering, and mathematics—and um, the entrepreneurship that goes along with that. For for me, that's a that's a, like a national uh, priority because we we've got to um, if we want to maintain our national competitiveness in terms of uh, technology, um, we got to make sure everybody uh, who wants to contribute can contribute. And that's just not the case right now. Uh, so there are, you know, various efforts uh, that I'm evaluating, and and trends that we're seeing, and, and pilot programs that are, are being worked out right now um, that that I'm monitoring and 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 doing some research on to better understand how we can do that better.
0: And in your time outside of your academic research work, if you if you have any left over, <laughs> um, what do you like to spend that time doing?
1: Well, I'll spend a lot of time with family. Um, my wife and I have uh, teens and tweens right now. So three children, 16, 13 and 11. And, you know, they keep us busy uh, as we pre- prepare one for college and follow the other one around uh, for soccer and the other one around for Boy Scouts. So uh, that takes a lot of time. Yeah. And but when we can, we, we travel. I love to travel. I love to listen to jazz, go to jazz. Jazz clubs. So I'm looking forward to the pandemic being over, so that I can get back to going to some nice jazz clubs in different places.
0: What has been one of your favorite places to travel or visit?
1: Oh, I mean, I've 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 done a lot of traveling. Um, You know, I really liked uh, going to Kenya. Uh, I I really had a connection when I was traveling in South Africa and in Ghana. Um, I have some favorite jazz spots in London. Uh, and uh, I really enjoyed traveling in China, Shanghai, Beijing, and Chengdu. So, I mean, all those places surprisingly had uh, jazz spots that uh, I found. (laughs) That's really
0: cool. I can't even imagine, like, I wouldn't expect jazz clubs in China. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I hope we can get back to traveling again in some sort of near future time frame. Um, okay, so just one final question: Do you have any last parting advice for credit unions that that want to make a difference in their members' lives? Um, and that you know, we we say that stat uh, often enough that one in five consumers have considered you know changing financial institutions to a more innovative institution. So those credit unions that don't want to lose their members to somebody that may be perceived or a financial institution that may be perceived as more innovative. Any advice that you have for credit unions?
1: Yeah, the, the the one thing I would say, and this is this is uh this maybe this isn't a surprise folks, but I it surprised me, is that uh, you need to take advantage of the resources that Fileen has. Uh, and that and and you might say, Okay, yeah, that's because you know he's he's a fellow and he's he's gotta say that. That's not why I say it. The reason I say it. Is because number one, there's there's a lot on uh, on the website, um, much of it publicly available that's available for people to read, and just to get a different perspective. Sometimes when I deal with the executives, they they they're they're all caught up in their own head. They have people who say yes to them a lot, and what you need are some folks to uh, think who think differently to give you some different perspectives. So the convenings and the think tanks and the opportunities to talk to other uh, business leaders and other credit union leaders, that is so valuable. Uh, uh, so I, I'm encouraging folks to to get engaged. If you know that this is something you need, you need to work on, um, then you definitely get engaged uh, with uh, the Filene Research Institute. And then my last thing is, uh, I, my advice to CEOs all the time is: when you find those passionate people inside your organization um, who are well connected to different parts of the of the of the credit union, who are innovative, uh, give them some resources and give them some room. You'll be amazed at what comes back uh, back to you because those are the folks. Um, who, with the with the right, you know, training and the right mentoring, uh, can really be impactful in your organization.
0: I love that. Give them resources and room. That's that's fantastic. I couldn't have said any of that better myself. Right, Josh?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I think you can all see why we're really excited to have Jeffrey on board. Um, so, no, thanks, Holly, for uh, for for the conversation.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a wrap. So, thank you so much, Jeffrey. Thank you so much, Josh. This was a really great conversation.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right. That's it for the fill-in, folks. Thank you for listening. And of course, a huge thank you to Dr. Jeffrey Robinson and Josh Sledge for taking the time to talk to us today. We hope you're jazzed. intended, Dr. Robinson, about flexing your innovation muscles. And if you are, I recommend you reach out to Josh at joshs.bylean.org right now while the endorphins are flowing to learn how you can get more involved in the work we're doing around credit union innovation and incubation. While you're at it, take a moment to register for our innovation research event, in which Jeffrey is teaming up with another podcast fan favorite and fellow for our Center for Emerging Technology, Dr. Bill Maurer. This one is double exciting because on August 9th and 10th, in partnership with DCUC's annual conference in Naples, Florida, we'll be holding our first in-person event of the year in the spirit of innovation, however, it will not be held strictly in person, but rather in hybrid with a virtual opportunity to attend as well. Visit Filene.org events to register now for that event called Cultivating Innovation and Humanizing Technology. Before we go, I want to give a shout out to the sponsors of our Center of Excellence for Innovation and Incubation for making all this work possible. American Airlines Federal Credit Union, BECU, Forefront Credit Union, Christian Financial Credit Union, Coastal Credit Union, Corporate Central Credit Union, and Weoki. If you like this episode, please do rate us on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us. And make sure you're subscribed to the Filene Fill-In Podcast so you can keep up with what's going on at Filene. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To get in touch about today's show, email me at hollyf at filene.org or find us on Twitter at philene Until next time. Thanks, everyone.